I'm Dr. Nastasha Crick. I remember it, so you don't have to. Today's film is a very tragic case. It is a sad movie that is under the delusion that it is, in fact, funny, charming, whimsical, and filled with a lot of heart. The reality is that it is a vile, vomit-inducing shitfest that should never be seen by man. The name of this movie is simply Drop Dead Friend. What a depressing case this is. This movie doesn't know if it wants to be for adults, children, or the mentally handicapped. It is unpleasant, unfunny, and quite frankly, unwatchable. What are its symptoms, you may ask? Well, let's take a closer look. We start off with a girl having a fairy tale read to her by her mother. Things happily ever after. Of course, Elizabeth. How do you know? She was a good little girl. If she had been naughty, the prince would have run away. What a pile of shit. Well, we're off to a good start. As we cut to our credits that, surprisingly, are written in crayon. We see that this movie stars... Foebe Kids? Foebe... That chick from Gremlins. And is accompanied by Rick... Mayall? 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 That guy from The Young Ones. And is directed by... Oh, fuck you. Let's just jump to the movie. We cut to a mere 21 years later, as we see the girl has grown up into an insecure woman named Elizabeth. This hilarious comedy pulls all the comedic stops, like having her husband be an adulterer, having him leave her, having someone steal her purse, a totally different person steal her car, resulting in her being late to work, and ending up losing her job. You're fired. But that's nothing! Wait till she finds out that her cousin burned to death in a fire! In the church! So while leaving her job, she comes across an old childhood friend named Mickey, who somehow recognizes her as an adult. You used to dance street when you were kids? We were little kids? Don't you remember what you did to my grandmother? I didn't do anything to your grandmother. No, <laughs> you said the same thing back then. You said that Fred did it. Drop dead Fred. Oh, Grandma Bun! Drop dead Fred. You know, I used to pretend I had... Whoa, 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 wait a minute. What is up with that face? That's the horse that just passed gas look. Okay, ladies, if you want your man to stop looking at that chick from Gremlins, just get him a poster of this. <laughs> so they take a stroll down Exposition Street as she comes across her close friend named Janie, played by Carrie Fisher. Now, I want you to do some affirmations with me. Janie, come on, just do it. Repeat after me. I don't need a man to complete my life. I don't need a man to complete my life. Uh, no offense, but I wouldn't take any self-help advice from Carrie Fisher. Have you seen the cover of her book? So Elizabeth's overbearing mother comes in and forces her to stay at her house. Why? Because she's overbearing. Not logical. I made up your bed. Oh. Oh? That's all you say to me is oh? Thank you, mother. That's a good girl. So she falls asleep in her old bed. It turns out Mommy built her room with a flux capacitor as she goes back in time and remembers when she was a child. Oh my god, Freddy Krueger's out for revenge! That's nothing. You should see the deleted scene. It's not Freddy Krueger, but out of an old jack-in-the-box, something even more wicked this way comes. Annoying British humor. Yeah. Ah, face! Yuck! What happened to you? Look at you! You're all older! You're even uglier! Ah. 
<laughs> Please tell me that's not the performance you're going with. No, no, no! Yes, yes, yes! Oh, wow. This person needs to die. Come on! Who put that there? Oh, I forgot to give you something. You know, there's a thin line between funny and god-awfully horrendous. Luckily, he comes nowhere near that line. He's just god-awfully horrendous. Have you realized that she's taking this crazy madman in her house just a little too well? How about a reaction to all this? Yeah, that's right. Mother sucks! I have a better idea. Let's play a game. Game? How about hide and seek? Great! I love hide and seek! You are the anus of comedic laughter. I'm gonna hide in a place where you'll never ever find me. Bye-bye! So she tricks him into going away as her mother is not pleased with what she finds the next morning. I didn't want anybody to walk on my carpet. Yeah, I know. But here I am, scrubbing away at what can only be described as dog mess. But unfortunately, the devil's ball sack appears for more hilarity. Oh my god! Is it? It is! The mega bitch! Riddle me this, Batman! What do you get when two talented actors are given a script written by a horse's scrotum? This movie! It is a lovely day for us. <laughs> Mm, the scenery is wonderful! Mm. Oh, hey, there's even more background I can chew! Maybe there's a stake in there! We can drive it right through her heart! And now you know where the whole budget for this movie went. Into that one stupid effect. Was it worth it, Phil? Was it? Yeah, I remember the last time I laughed at my mom's cooch. Piss off! Gotcha! Those weren't the magic words! What did you say to me? She told you to piss off! What are you, deaf? So if you haven't guessed yet, Elizabeth is the only one who can see her imaginary friend. Which would suggest that she's absolutely insane. She's absolutely insane. But the movie suggests that Fred is there to help her. As you can plainly see in psychological healing scenes like this one. You've never helped me. Excuse me! Yes, I have! Did not. Did so? You did not. I did! You did not. I did! Yes, I did! Did not, did not, did not. I did, 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 I it's time to play burglars. We'll steal gold, and we'll steal silver, and we'll steal jewels, and we'll hide them all in a place where no one will ever find them. Okay, this child has some serious mental health issues. Dropped Fred isn't a charming figment of her imagination. He's a psychotic repression of some dark part of her brain. So the police come and arrest her father. I don't know, it's stupid. As we cut back to our present day reality and realize there was no point to that flashback. Can we talk about when I was little? We haven't got time for that. We have to get you back with Charles, and I'm the one to do it now. Let's go. Oh, uh, yeah, I forgot to mention that Elizabeth's entire goal through this movie is to get her husband Charles back. Which is also batshit crazy. I mean, this is the guy who said, Best thing is for me to go. 
Go and live with Annabella. And I couldn't help myself. I've been smitten by Annabella. I've been bewitched by her. So why is she trying to get him back? Why are all her friends and family encouraging her to get him back? She may be insecure, but I don't think she'll have a problem finding another guy. You know, unless she makes this face. <laughs> so it turns out that Charles has sent her a letter saying he wants to get back together. But who should show up at the meeting spot? <laughs> I better go then, hadn't I? Mm -hmm. There's just one little problem. Charles isn't coming. What do you mean? I wrote the note. <laughs> haven't got a husband. Haven't got a husband. He is so delightful. It's like having a stand-up comedian at the Holocaust. What's so special about him? I love him. Why? He sends me flowers and brings me wine. Cheats on me, says how he never wants to be around me. It's reality. Yes? So she goes to Carrie Fisher's houseboat, because people in movies always for some reason have houseboats, and she asks if she can spend the night because she's afraid of her imaginary friend. Fisher doesn't even bat an eye at this and says okay. So as Fisher goes to work the next day, Elizabeth swears that she sees Charles on a boat and decides she wants to follow him. Well, as stupid as this scenario is, at least we don't have to deal with that obnoxious. So he comes aboard, dressed as the bastard child of Captain Crunch and Lucky Charms, as they try to chase after Charles' boat. Aye, Captain! Run the fishes! Captain Fred Yeah, where are we on the annoying meter anyway? Mm-hmm, we've passed Edward from Twilight, uh, the racist robots from Transformers 2, which means we're right between Chris Tucker and Jar Jar Binks. That's quite an accomplishment, movie! That's quite an accomplishment! Shoot yourself! So we see that Fred sinks the houseboat as Elizabeth has to tell Fisher that she's lost everything that she owns. Well, remember your house? Yeah. It sank. Oh, everything I own is on that boat. Uh, no. That is the wrong reaction. You don't act like someone just got dirt on your rug. Your fucking home is gone. The correct response is, bitch, I kill you and your goddamn crazy imaginary friend. Here's the number of a mental hospital. You are dangerous. But instead, she actually convinces Fisher that Fred is in the room. And... And she believes her. She fucking believes her. She actually totally believes what she's saying. What are you doing, Miss Chagru? I'm running for Congress. What does it look like I'm doing? I don't get it. I really don't. How come nobody in this movie is sane? The idea for this comedy to work is that it's fantasy meets reality, not fantasy meets batshit craziness. There is no fucking logic here. It's very hot in here, isn't it? But it's okay. She meets up with that Mickey guy we saw earlier. Hopefully he can snap some sense into her. I'd like to know more about the grown-up Mickey Bunts. Okay, I... After mine, I had to, you know, get back into the whole dating... Okay, I'm convinced. This was meant to be a horror film. A horror film about a young woman who suffers from insanity in the form of a psychotic serial killer. I mean, watch this scene with different music and tell me you don't get freaked out. I hate the word divorce, but after mine, I had to, you know, get back into the whole dating. Why did you do that?
So finally, someone has to confront her odd behavior and snap some sense into her. Why did you do that? Disgusting. I'm crazy. Thank you! The truth finally comes out! Now all we need is this guy to give us some psychological help and we'll all be- You are crazy in the most wonderful way! No! 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 Okay, nobody's well, nobody is safe, and nobody is mentally sound. Everyone in this movie is just fucking nuts. It makes no sense, it's not funny, but that's what they're presenting to us. Hippity fucking Ray. You don't throw spaghetti in my restaurant. Okay, okay, fine. You do it. Well, I hope you're happy, Elizabeth. You just broke a man in every meaning of the word. Truly dropped in Fred has brought joy and wonder into the hearts of the world. You're ruining my life. You know what? I don't want an imaginary friend anymore. Do you see what you're doing to me? Do you see me talking to myself? You're driving me crazy. Huh, Please I thought Carrie Fisher would be in that role. Bye. So, finally, at the 50-minute mark, somebody takes her to see a psychiatrist. But to be fair, I think everybody in this movie should see a fucking psychiatrist. He's very good with children. But then, here's a weird twist. Fred comes across other people's imaginary friends, and apparently only he can see them. Well, that's odd. The imaginary friend has imaginary friends? Well, what does that mean? Is it... Trying to blur the line between Elizabeth's madness and the possible existence of the character? Maybe it's supposed to symbolize that even madness can have madness of its own. Maybe they're suggesting there's another world outside of our reality. Yeah, maybe he's the only real character in an imaginary world. Perhaps they're saying that crazy people have a connection on a higher plane. Yeah, or maybe madness begets madness. Maybe it's just a pile of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I think that's a pity. Yeah. So go with that. Pretty shitty movie. So the doctor gives her pills to help Fred go away as we cut to yet another flashback. But this one actually has a point. We see that after Fred and Elizabeth destroy the living room for the sake of destroying the living room, her evil mother traps Fred in a jack-in-the-box, and that's where he's been all these years. No, I won't. I don't want anything to do with it. It's not right. It's not right. Yeah, how dare you cure her of her violent neuroses? So while her mother and a nurse try to, you know, make her sane, she escapes from her house and goes to a party where Charles is. Because, yes, she still wants him back. Where is he? I don't know. 
Look at him. He looks like a conehead on fire. Elizabeth. So she finds him, hugs him, and then leaves him. Odd strategy, but then again, everyone in this movie is a moron, so I bet it'll work. hi -oh! You look fabulous. So Dumb and Dumber are back together, but wouldn't you know it, she finds out that he still hasn't left his other girlfriend. So you think this would be the final straw, right? Oh, you know the answer. Leave him. I'm scared to be alone. Come with me. What? What? Welcome to Officially Snapped. You didn't have much Sandy to begin with, but now you don't have to deal with any part of reality for the rest of your life. Enjoy your everlasting madness. Why do I see this movie ending with the line, I always depended on the kindness of strangers? Yes, apparently she's entered Tim Burton land. Look, he's remaking something that had black in it. So I guess this world is supposed to be in her mind, where she confronts all the things she was afraid of before. Just where do you think you're going? You can't go in there. No more wire hangers! I'm not afraid of you! She comes across her younger self taped to a bed and finally frees her. You don't have to be afraid anymore. <laughs> Aw, so this was all Fred's attempt to make her come to grips with her childhood. You know there was a more subtle, non-destructive way of doing that, you jackass! Let's go. No. You have to go alone. I can't get back now. But who else will almost ruin my life? So she gives Fred a hug, goes back to reality, and stands up to all her fears. She even drops by to visit Mickey and his daughter, but it turns out the babysitter is having some issues. She's made a terrible mess in the kitchen, and she expects me to believe that some pretend friend did it. He's not pretend. He's drop-dead Fred. What a horrifying film. My diagnosis, stay away from Drop Dead Fred as long as you can. It's an ugly, hate-filled movie that doesn't know what message they're trying to get across, who they're trying to get it across to, and what's the best way to deliver it. Plus, the psychological ramifications are just disturbing. It's trying to be like Alice in Wonderland, but it's more like Wonderland in Alice. It's just creepy. My final conclusion, stay away from women with imaginary friends. Especially ones who look like this. I'm a nostalgia critic, I remember it, so you don't have to. You are crazy in the most wonderful way.